1: This is Eartha. Well, it's my emoji Eartha, but it's me. Today, I would like to talk to you about a lot of situations that is going on. And unless we have our eyes closed, I think everyone is aware of the stress and the pain that's going on in the world. So how do we deal with the pain? How do we deal with the stress? It is bleeding into our school environments? First of all, I would like to start by just saying Mindfulness is documented to decrease stress and to decrease pain and pain perception. With that being said, before we begin, let's set some clear expectations. If there's a situation that is causing pain, or causing stress. We know that over time. Our bodies can really have a negative effect. As a response to prolonged stress and prolonged pain. It's important for us. To take care of ourselves. It's not a selfish thought it's not a selfish action our emotions our minds need to be able to come down from really dangerous levels of stress and pain and what i'm going to offer for you this for this podcast is a tool this this is a tool that i learned in Gina Bagel's class when I took the certification um, class in her stress teen workshop. So I'd like to share it with you because I think it's pretty appropriate. I am so sorry for particularly our students, for everyone, but our students who are threatened when they're going to school and they want to get an education. They're trying to better themselves. And yet they're on a, a ground where they feel frightened and they don't feel safe in the colleges, in the high schools, simply because of differences, of religion, of race, because of other people's political views. I hope what I share with you today will help um, bring light and renew light within you that you can come away from this podcast with a new sense of relief from stress and pain. So let's get started. So while I'm sharing, I'm going to take a look at my notes. So, you know, it's a lot of information. I want to make sure I get this straight for you. Pain. Life is full of pain. And when we say pain, we mean physical pain, mental pain, Emotional pain, spiritual pain, it hurts. For young adults and teens, it could mean a headache or a, a limb that is um, injured, or it could mean pain when parents are getting divorced. Or a college didn't accept your application. Or if you're a high school student, the pain of getting bullied for whatever reason is painful. So when we talk about pain, one thing is for sure the pain is real, regardless if it's any of those other kinds of pains where it came from. The pain is real. And accepting that pain that I'm having pain and I'm not going to run away from the pain is step one. So accepting the pain and being aware that I'm having pain, or this is a painful situation. It's important because we don't want to run away from the pain or bury the pain. We're acknowledging the pain, and we are uh, being aware of the pain. And this is why it's important. We're going to use our pain situation, and we're going to measure it. Okay, so... If you're in a situation right now and it's pretty uncomfortable, let's put a measuring scale to the situation. And this is a model that Gina Bagel shared, and it's the Shenzhen Young model. And it's called Stress, Pain, and Suffering. Stress equals pain times blocking. So let me walk you through it first. Now, I know that a lot of times, especially with teens, some words might sound kind of old fashioned or boring. And so other words have replaced those old fashioned and boring words, which is fine. It's cool. One word that you may be familiar with if you're a teen or You know, if you're an adult and you keep up to uh, par with some of this uh, terminology, it's called blocking. And the old-fashioned word used to be negative coping skills. But negative coping skills, it doesn't, you know, it's like, who uses that? But blocking is usually um, associated with... Teens or youth. And what it is, it's a way of responding to pain. The outcome, what usually happens when there's blocking, is it leads to increased stress. So many times um, when this blocking happens, It causes people to avoid strategies that can really help. So, here's a list of examples of what we mean by blocking Uh, using substances to numb the pain, drugs, alcohol, uh, vapes, whatever. Physical harm to one's self or others. This is where the bullying and the violence um, may be coming in to play or you may be experiencing. Verbal abuse. Isolating or pushing away people in your life, denying or just avoiding the situation. This is part of blocking. Negative changes in eating or sleeping. So that may mean not eating at all, not sleeping at all, or overeating or oversleeping. It's negative. It doesn't help the body recharge or um, get adequate nutrition. Clinging or holding on to pain. And what that means is just reliving the pain, reliving the situation. Uh, Another word for that is ruminating. Just can't let it go. Judging oneself or judging others. This is called blocking before I finish the le- the list with the, the last few um, items, are you seeing some of these things going on around your community, around your world? Um, okay, let's go on. Changing the use of electronic media. Maybe being on the... Uh, Social media, too much. It's just taking over your life. Trying to keep up to date with what's going on. Using comments such as, I should have did this, or I could have done this, or I would have done this. This blocking. Self-doubt, guilt, or blame. And... Oftentimes, especially younger children and teens, oftentimes that is very, very high. They, uh children blame themselves for situations, and it's, it's not your fault. This is not yours. This is not your monkey. This is a term of saying that someone has a problem. And um, they try to give you that problem, and so the problem is kind of on your back, and so you might hear the term, the monkey on your back. It's it's not yours. It's not your problem. It's not your issue. These are all parts of blocking. Let's go on. So sometimes teens might have a feeling that they have no control In their life, and they're they're struggling with gaining an independence in their lives. They want to participate, they want to be a change agent, they want to make up their own minds and their own decisions, And, and it's understandable. At the same time, as our teens are getting older and they're maturing, they're also learning we do have to follow instructions, as even adults. We have to learn how to follow instructions from coaches, teachers, adults, organizations. And so this is such a transition. And the body is changing, and so much is going on. So when events happen, and causes a, a, a more stress, it can get pretty overwhelming. So this model that I'm talking about is set up like in a, an equation. And it's set up in, like um, stress Equals pain times blocking. So let's move to a case study. So that maybe this equation can be a little bit more clear. And how we can use it as a a gauge. And I'm going to try to make this case study... Realistic for um, for situations that's going on right now. So let's say we have a young girl, student, sixteen years old, and she's been going to the school since she started high school. Her and her best friend, and let's say this uh, young girl is um, her name is Lizzie. Everybody calls her Lizzie, and she and her friends have been hanging out and You know she has a best friend Anna, and they've been the best buddies since since second grade. <laughs> they even went to the same high school well, they come from different backgrounds um Lizzie is Jewish and although her family you know they're not super observant, they do recognize their Jewishness and they're proud of it. And Anna is is non Jewish and it's never been a problem. However, a lot of people at the school starting to say things and to use different um, bullying words and situations that's very hurtful for Lizzie and Anna. And so, you know, there's name calling, there's um, isolations, the groups they used to hang out with. They don't want to. These groups, they're um, usually they're hangout groups. They don't want to uh, associate with Lizzie and 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 Anna because Anna is Lizzie's friend, and they're both hurt. Uh, these are smart girls, and you know they've been kind to everyone. And so they go to their teachers and their counselors, and nobody's helping them. It's gotten to a point where Lizzie doesn't want to go to school anymore, and Anna is pulling back. She's confused. She can't understand what's going on. They are not speaking to each other anymore. Lizzie is is not eating, and she's kind of lost her appetite, and she's not able to sleep. And she just keeps thinking about the mean things that people are saying. About her and her Judaism and and her her um, religion and you could she could tell they really don't understand what they're talking about. Anna is checking the social media. She's on. A cell phone all the time. She's trying to get an understanding of what's going on. And she's beginning to feel that maybe all this is her fault. That maybe, uh, maybe, maybe Lizzie wants her space. And she's not s- sleeping very well. And so Anna doesn't want to be friends with anybody. So she starts to eat more. She starts to bring food into her room and she's hiding it. And she's starting to gain a little weight. And so when she goes to school, she's getting picked on because of her weight. And the days that Lizzie goes to school, she's so thin. And she's getting picked on. Okay, so let's stop there. And let's look at our case study and Look at the blocking behaviors that's going on. Because both of these girls are in pain. And both of these girls are in situations that's causing a lot of emotional stress. And so a recommended solution to a situation could be something like this. Both girls are best friends, and they care about each other. And so the school recognizes they have a problem. Lizzie and Anna's parents, they've been close as well. I mean, their girls have grown up together. They've had all kind of play dates. And they know that they need to get their children some help. So the school may offer um, support. A suggestion would be is to encourage these young ladies to talk, to talk to a therapist a, or their family, to to start talking because one blocking. Um, thing that they're doing is not talking and they are pulling away from, from their environment. So when they start talking, it's important to listen. To listen to how ever um, they can express themselves. To be empathetic. And to listen to them. Now, let's talk about the blocking. So I would ask Anna and I would ask Lizzie on a scale of zero to 100. And I would ask them to gauge their blocking behaviors. And so in listening to them, I would help them identify which behaviors are blocking behaviors. Do you remember what the blocking behaviors were? Okay. There was changing and eating. Changes in the use of social media. Anything else did you come up with? Isolating oneself. Blaming oneself. And so, there were a few, right? So we would take one at a time. And unless, because what we want to do is want to, to use those blocking elements as a way to um, understand that what we are doing, we can change. We, we can take care of ourselves. And so maybe uh, let's take one, blocking behavior is changing in eating. And so I would ask, so rate the range of how much you feel your eating behavior has changed from the, on a scale of zero to 100. And maybe, you know, let's say, uh, Lizzie says, I, I'm not eating, I'm not hungry, so my, um, I, f- I feel like I've changed maybe like 80%. Okay, let's just take that example. And so we would multiply the number that they rated their pain times the blocking behavior. And so maybe Lizzie said her blocking um Behavior was 80 and the pain was a 60. So, what I'm going to do is I'm going to write the equation out on a piece of paper and show you how we can um, scale and graph the stress equals pain times blocking. Okay. I'm going to switch the camera around. Okay. So here's the s- scale that I drew. And let's say um, Lizzie said that her um blocking as far as not eating, she ranged it as an 80. And so here um, I'm gonna rate the blocking as an eighty. Okay, so I'll put it mark right here. And on a pain scale, right? I would ask Lizzie on a scale of zero to a hundred, how would you how would you rate your pain right now? Okay, and maybe she says a 60. Okay? And so I would put a mark right here: 60. And then let's look here. Let's connect the dots. Collect it collected here and here. And we would multiply 60 times eighty. Okay. And so the stress unit, if we multiply it sixty times eighty, that would be uh, four thousand eight hundred. And so according uh, as the equation is set up, stress equals pain times blocking. A, and this would be the stress unit and so here we have a visual of our blocking behavior our pain behavior and our stress so let's say if if I was talking with Lizzie or if it was I would talk with her. I would concentrate on the blocking behaviors and say, okay, as far as eating, let's see if you can come up with a a plan to increase the amount of food that you're eating. Because right now you're saying that you're not eating 80%. Okay, so maybe she agrees to eat a snack at lunch and maybe a protein and... um, a fruit in the morning, and then when she gets home, you know she'll eat uh maybe some uh noodles and cheese, okay, so maybe she does that for a couple of of uh days, okay, and so let's say I got back with Lizzie after a couple of days, and she would still rank her pain as a 60 so i put a little dot there and as far as the blocking behavior as far as eating she has been trying really hard and she's eating um a light breakfast a protein and maybe a fruit in the morning she eats a snack at school she found a safe comfortable place where she can um enjoy her snack and then at dinner maybe you know she um, is having something for dinner, maybe noodles and cheese or something like that. And so maybe she says, uh, okay, I, I rank my blocking as a 40. I, I think I'm eating more. So maybe a 40. Okay? And so we're going to graph this out. Then we would multiply the 60 times 40, and that would be 24 hundred because the formula is stress equals pain times blocking. And so here the stress number is twenty four hundred compared to when we first started it was forty eight hundred can't see that little zero like that okay And so we've decreased. Almost by half. Looking at our graph. Okay. And so what I would do is I would start working with Lizzie. Because this would equal, you know, if we gauge the amount of the stress unit. and so i would work with these young ladies and um maybe you know work on the breath some mindfulness skills like relaxation breathing um realizing being some uh, bringing awareness in how the stress is feeling in their bodies and uh maybe doing a body scan and breathing, relaxation. Uh, also, maybe we would uh, plan out some mindfulness activities. And this is what I do with Transition Awareness Breathing, is I bring in different uh, crafts and art so that my participants can creatively express themselves and get some of the pain and some of the hurt out and, uh, and also encourage more um, communication and expression and reassure them that what they're feeling is real and they have, do have control over the blocking behavior and to decrease some of that because that would decrease some of their stress and encourage them to get involved and not be silent. So I hope this was helpful. And um, I am so happy to be able to share this information with you.
0: Be sure and pick up a copy of Eartha's new book, Tab Mindfulness, Awareness and Coloring Activities in a Pandemic World. It's not just an ordinary coloring book. It features 23 illustrations to stimulate thought, relaxation, and creativity for anyone between the ages of 4 and 94. Increase your positive self-talk energy. Unlock new creative paths. Transform your time once or twice a week to create beautiful art while strengthening confidence, building positive self-talk, and sensitize self-awareness tab mindfulness awareness and coloring activities in a pandemic world it's available now at amazon.com